0: Wow, do we have something to tech about, where every episode focuses on the way students create digital evidence of active learning. As a Google for Education
1: district, students and educators alike have free, unlimited access to apps that support creativity, collaboration, communication, and critical thinking, all elements of 21st century active learning.
0: We are Google for Education Certified Trainers, Drew and Angie with Something Something to Tech About. Welcome to another episode of Something to Tech About. Today, we are talking with Natalie Muthersbaugh, who teaches in Savannah, Georgia. Natalie teaches at Johnson High School in the Adaptive Program. This is her 23rd year of teaching. And one of the things she enjoys doing is teaching her students how to use technology for real world problem solving.
2: Welcome Welcome, Natalie. Hi, (laughs) glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you for joining us.
0: Yes, definitely. So today we're just going to generally talk about your role and uh, role technology may play. And one of the questions we've been asking all of our guests is to share with us um, your superpower. Now, whether that's with technology um, or just uh, in education generally, um, share with or our in listeners life. Yep. <laughs> or in life. Yes. Uh, what is your superpower?
2: Wow. OK, um... I would have to say my superpower is pulling the kids um, along to a level that they didn't think they could ever get to. Um, That's and awesome. And preparing them for um, life after they leave me, after they okay. leave the, the Johnson High School program. And we may need
0: to backtrack and maybe exp- a little bit about what that what program the adapt what is the adaptive program
2: okay so the adaptive program is students um, with disabilities and there are moderate um, severely um, and profoundly intellectually disabled students and so we do adaptive curriculum that's why it's called the adaptive program so our students get the same standards as everybody else but we just teach it in a different way we teach it in a way so that it's connected with real life so that they can go out when they are with us and they can learn how to work a job they can learn how to you know function in society Um, lots of job skills lots of life skills so it's very different than the regular classroom okay yeah
0: That's good to know that background as we as we move further into the discussion.
2: (laughs) A lot of our kids have been told for many years that they can't. They can't do this. They can't do that. Um, You know, they they have to have an easy job. They can't do that kind of job. And no, that's not Mm -hmm. true. So your your
1: superpower is showing them that they actually can. And showing them what their abilities are. And giving exactly. them the strengths and the confidence to move forward. Gosh. Exactly. That's huge, Natalie. Huge. That's a great
0: superpower oh. to have. Kudos. We'll so have when you have think one cool. of your, sorry, we're going to have to have one of your students on to uh, to talk about you and how, oh my how gosh. your superpowers help them. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. That would I be like fun. That,
2: mm-hmm. that would be a lot of fun.
0: I like
1: that idea. Well, well Natalie, you know our our show is something to tech about. So when you think about the technology that you use with your students and the technology they need to learn to be successful, um what sorts of things do you help them conquer like using technology? I know you said you like to differentiate using a variety of things, but maybe you could tell our
2: listeners something about what that looks like in your world. Sure. Um I think the first thing that that we do is we teach them how to use a cell phone. Um, for mm. things other than you know, just playing games, games on it. yeah. <laughs> um, they all have my number, um, they have to text me routinely. Um, when we're out and about, they will be given a task like to go find something in the mall, mm-hmm. um, you know, quote unquote by themselves. We're still, you know, hanging around watching, but they have to take their phone and they have to. You know, find something that's on sale. Um, send me a picture of it. Then we also teach them how to use it for you know how to find things, how to use Siri. You know, they'll okay. look at me like, "Well, how do you spell such and such?" I'm like, "You have a phone. Use it." Okay. Or, you know, um, Miss M, what what year was was this? I don't know. You have a phone. Ask it. So that's the first thing that we do. Empowers them to get the answers to their questions instead of relying on Miss
1: M. <laughs>
2: it, yeah, it does. It's kind of it's kind of neat to watch her face when you know they turn around and ask me, and I'm like, I don't know. You need to find it yourself. And it's like, oh wait, I can do that. Mm. <laughs> and so, um, do all your students come with phones? Or are they? They do. Okay, they all have a cell phone. Yep. They all have smartphones, um, which is nice. Oh, definitely. Um, then I was, you know, a little worried about, you know, the pandemic and having to do everything online. Mm-hmm. But doggone it if they didn't rise to the occasion. And um, <laughs> yeah, I, th- they get oh, online. <laughs> I know it is so awesome. We get online together. They get on at, at eight o'clock. That's when they have to be there. We have, you know, four classes mm-hmm. and they come to all four classes online. Um, wow. I've converted all of their work to digital. So, you know, there's no more paper pencil and they're completing their work digitally. Knock on wood. <laughs> I've, I've got three of them that now know how to share their screen with us. Oh, that's fantastic. Yep. So they can, you know, show us what they're doing or, you know, if if they don't know where to click or what to do, they can share their screen with me. Like today, today we installed the protractor extension. Mm. And Google and they were able to do it. Wow. Because our, our new tool that we're excited about is Jamboard. Oh, I love Jamboard. <laughs> yeah, so you know, we're we're all learning how to write with our with our mouse and our fingers, but um we're using it for geography and we've used it for counting money. And so Pretty much anything I've thrown at them, technology-wise, they've, you know, they've grasped it and surprised themselves that they can do
0: all of this. I can only imagine the looks on their faces when they do, you know, accomplish a task. And yeah, I know. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's great. New
2: tool. You know, it's, we started out small, um, you know, before the pandemic hit with, you um, we got a set of Chromebooks, the very first Chromebooks that were sent out with mini-grants. Wow. So you ladies wow. know how old those are. those are. Yes. <laughs> but they work perfectly for our kids. Fantastic. Um, you know, we started out small with, you know, just how to log on, then how to um, find Google documents and find the document that I shared with them with their links for the day's lesson. Um, it started, you know, like one child would get links to an activity with more like counting and identifying coins. And then somebody else would get a link to a different activity where they're actually counting the money. Mm-hmm. And then I had one who would, who got the link to play the game. Like he was a store owner. Oh, cool. So he was having to order stuff. So Natalie, before you keep going, did you have an opportunity
1: to do these kinds of things with your students before the pandemic began? Did you say, so the students were already, they already knew how to log into a Chromebook and they were already familiar with some of the Google tools and things. Okay.
2: Yes. Um, And I think that that was a big help. Mm -hmm. We had already started doing some of this in the classroom. So they knew how to find most of the tools. We would do little projects and I would, you know, go ahead and find links for them for the project. And then they would get in their groups and, they would use those links and then type out on a Google Slide what they found. So those sort of things they were already used to. Um, I think what they struggled with most was figuring out the whole dynamics of of communicating virtually. You know, being yeah. on a, a virtual call. But even that, they they've got it because but, I have I have you know four in the class on Mondays and then everybody else is virtual. OK. And we've just, you know, kind of fallen into a, a, a pattern of I have one earbud out. And so they tell me the answer and I just repeat it to everybody else so that we don't have all that feedback and and echoing. And I mean, we still chug along just like normal. Wow. So, wow pretty
1: neat. And, and, you know, so many people. Well, I, I let me rephrase that. So many people right now all across the world are struggling with how to communicate online when they're so used to seeing people face to face. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I was curious what that was like for your students. If, if you felt like they um, struggled even more with their communication because they were online or maybe if that actually got them more engaged and helped move things along.
2: Um, I think in the beginning, they struggled a little bit, but I think we're at a point where it's working just as well, if not maybe a little better. Than when they're in class, I know a couple of them when they've been in class, they've they've actually seem to struggle more than when they do when they're virtual.
0: Interesting.
2: Um, yeah. I don't know if it's if it's because they have to rely more on themselves when mm-hmm. I'm not there. Miss Baker's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just kind of fall back into that routine of, well, Miss M's here, Miss Baker's here. But we can't we can't hold their hands like we used to be able to because we're, you know, we're still teaching kids way over yonder and the kids. (laughs) (laughs) Way
1: over yonder. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) So
2: true. (laughs) So I think I don't think they are conscious of the fact that they're having to rely on themselves more. Mm -hmm. But I think that's a huge part of it. with us
0: on your favorite social media channel. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at St STTechAbout. So, so Natalie, I'm, teaching remotely is, is, is difficult. You know, it, it doesn't, you can't replicate what's happening in the classroom, basically what you were saying. What are some ways that you helped or encouraged your students to stay engaged in, um, online. Even now you still have some students remote, right? So how, what are you doing to keep them engaged from a distance?
2: The way I set up my, it's learning is, is pretty fast paced. I mean, we go from something to something else, um, pretty quickly that keeps them, you know, focused. I always try to do something where, you know, we do something together and then they have to do something hands-on. So mm-hmm. somehow they have to get in there and do something, whether it's each child has their own Google Doc that they're working in, that Ms. Baker and I are monitoring as they work, or, you know, something like Jamboard where we're all in it together and we're working. Um, or, you know, OneNote is our new vo- vocabulary notebooks. Uh-huh. So um, they've learned to um, go out and take pictures of things and then put that into their one note notebook. Today we had, we were doing angles. And so every, there was five slides of angles that they had to go in and use their new digital protractor and measure. Oh, wow! <laughs> and that was, that was cool. They did it though. So they were all, you know, they're always doing something either in a tool where we can see everybody's work or in a tool where they're doing it by themselves and the teachers can see their work. I'm just sitting here kind of flabbergasted
1: that your kids are, they're not only proficient in using Google tools, but you're now making sure they're also proficient using the Microsoft suite because you just never know what they're going to be using once they get out into the real world. Right. And that can be a struggle for, adults they're like nope I am strictly an Apple person or I'm strictly a Google person or I'm strictly a Microsoft person but your students are coming out or coming away from your program you know multi-talented in that regard.
0: Yeah. We um we use all kind of stuff. Yeah all kinds of stuff because we had a conversation earlier um you know how not letting the technology drive the the lesson more so the lesson uh, yes. determines what tool you will mm-hmm. use.
2: Always. Um, so it,
0: yeah, so it really sounds, you know, just like with the protractor, it sounds like you had a need for it, and we're like, okay, there's an extension. Mm-hmm. Let's go get it and,
2: and get it. teach them how to use that. That's fabulous. And, you know, that's it's why it takes me 12 hours to do lessons mm-hmm. and create stuff <laughs> because, you know, here's what we're going to do in our lesson, and I try it in one tool, and I'm like, well, that doesn't work.
1: Right. Go put it in
2: another tool and yeah. that's the hidden the stuff that, than,
1: yes, the hidden stuff the that teachers are doing right wrapped. now. There's mm. so many things we're trying that the kids never even see, or that's just like that. It's there's so much planning involved remotely. I mean, there was a lot of right. planning revolved when we were in the classrooms, but now because we can't change our, we can't change it on the fly because we're not right there next to the student. Right. You've got to have like a plan A, B, C, and D to make sure that that's this right. they can be successful. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think that's been great for the kids too, because there have been, you know, days, some days more than once, where plan <laughs> like, A day does not work. Right. You know, technology happens, and so to see <laughs> the teachers have to fall back and go, okay, well, that's not working. Here's what we're going to do, guys. You know, that's a life skill that a lot right. of them don't have to be able to problem solve and realize that life is not going to go smoothly and you've got to be able to come up with a different plan and think about things. Calmly too, you know, Calmly, they're watching yeah. you to do
1: that without losing your cool. I mean, I'm assuming you're not throwing computers around when this happens, Natalie, you know,
2: no, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll wait until they're gone to do that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> then the arms start flailing, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. Well, it sounds like you and your students have a really good, um, grasp on the technology part of it uh, for their learning. Just a question, do you see once um, all of your students return to face to face, do you see continuing or how do you see technology continuing to
2: play a role uh, with lesson delivery? I want to keep a good portion of it mm-hmm. because I think they're learning a lot of skills from it. Um, I do miss and I know they miss and need that one on one hands on um, mm-hmm. for you know, indiv- individual goals and objectives and that sort of support. But I think I think they've gained so much already that I want to keep that part of the technology in our daily schedule, our daily routine. Mm-hmm. You know, not, you know, the whole day like it is now, but a portion of the day lesson this lesson will be delivered via computer today get your headphones get your mouse get your find your numbered computer and we'll get started in five minutes you know that sort of thing nice and it, and it keeps their skills sharp too because
1: i imagine as this goes on they're going to start seeing wait a minute the way i used to do that wait it's different you know the button's different the mm-hmm. you know the route I take is now different and adapting to that change. I don't mean to use the word adapting, but that's, they are still, oh, you yeah. to do that, you know, exactly. so the longer they do it, they will grow with the changes and it won't be so um, stressful, you know, when right. updates happen and all mm-hmm. of us deal with that on a regular basis. And, you know, we all love it when our favorite platform changes its mind and does things completely oh, yes. different, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Giving them the opportunity to roll with the punches on that is mm-hmm. probably really helpful it is again it's well, another life skill i ha- I have to ask you this is a little bit off topic, but somewhat um, How do you get your kids to come to school on time like we 've got high school kids in an adaptive program and they all have cell phones we've learned mm-hmm. they're pretty yep. good at technology, so what sorts of life skills have you built into your day to make sure that they arrive? into the right class at the right time
2: set your alarm (laughs) (laughs) on your phone (laughs) that's it that's it you have a phone set your alarm Um, period and a couple of them yep and a couple of them we we had to teach that when they were here Mm -hmm. um because they would miss the bus Ah. like okay look here this is your phone it does more than plays games this is the clock. This is what you need to do. And so just a, a reminder, set your alarm. And then um, every once in a while, they'll, um, you know, like this morning, I had one that slept in. So mm-hmm. a text reminder, you're late Hello. for class. <laughs> yeah, you're late for class. Usually get some up and going. Um, when we take breaks, our schedule has a 15 minute break in between each um, class. Then I set a timer. Okay. That um you know shows on the screen and so they have to watch the timer and as soon as the timer makes whatever crazy noise I've set it to make <laughs> their little their little um pictures start popping up as they are coming back in the room after lunch at the beginning after lunch was the worst time to get them back but they've gotten sluggish. better about that. Yeah, yeah. 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 of sluggish. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm finding that with middle school students as well. It's- You know, they are ready to take a take a break Mm -hmm. after lunch. And I think if we could get them back at 7 p.m., it might be a little bit different. But the timer thing, the timer thing that you do on the screen, Natalie, I mean, I when you say that I'm picturing the timers I'm familiar with, like just going on YouTube and searching for 10 minute timer that ends in a... Mm -hmm you know, I don't know a flower blooming or whatever. I'm just right. making that up. I don't know if that actually exists everybody, but where do you find your now I'm going to Google it and find
2: it. <laughs> um, I just did a Google search free um, okay. online timer. Free mm-hmm. online timers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know if you had something real fancy and
1: special to share.
2: No. <laughs> uh, nope. Just a there plane are some out there
0: that have yeah. like snails racing, uh, mm-hmm. swimmers, um, different, and I think it's onlinetimers.com or something like that. So okay.
1: Well we'll look into that and maybe put it in the show notes if we remember.
0: <laughs> Definitely. I'll add it right here so we don't forget. <laughs> cool. Be our
1: guest. Join in our conversation on a future episode and share your favorite resources, strategies, and even student projects. If you're not in Savannah? No problem. We're just a phone call away. Complete the online form to be our guest on www.somethingtotechabout.com. All right, Angie, want
0: to wrap it up? Wrap, wrap it one up. One more question, or are we good? Well, I think I think we
1: hit most of the questions, and I do think one thing we've we've asked a few of our um, Our guests is just, and we've already kind of touched on it with you, Natalie, saying that you did want to use some technology when we do get back in the classroom. But is there something that you've really latched onto that you're like, this thing I'm going to keep doing? Like, this was so beneficial to the students no matter what happens post pandemic, no matter if I'm in the classroom virtually, this was the bee's knees, and I'll make sure that that is incorporated.
2: I think it would have to be their digital vocabulary books. Oh. I, I really I'm really liking that because you know it go it can go it can go everywhere they go. They can type in at, you know, any point that they see something that's an example of it. hmm They can um, you know, as they're going around the neighborhood or whatever, out and about, they can take pictures that they can then upload to that um notebook. And I've been playing with that sorry, I've been playing with the idea that when we get back, um to real life after COVID, and we're doing our um, community-based instruction and our outings. Right. um, Having a digital notebook for that. So like community-based words, um, signs that they might not know. Um, Okay. Where are you building those notebooks? Right now, they're in OneNote. Okay. Okay. So because I'm kind of googly,
1: I automatically thought Google Slides, you know, a different slide for mm-hmm. each word. Or if I'm, right. you know, I've got my Chromebook and I want to use, a, if I want to take a picture, I can have my slide show up, my slide deck, and then just insert a picture from my camera. Boom. I need to learn more about this. So I'm going to, or it right. could be, I'm going to ask Siri or ask Miss M about this thing, right? <laughs> but I imagine OneNote, I, I'm not a OneNote proficient person, but I imagine it has the same or similar features.
2: It does. Yeah. Um, and it it gives more room than a just a Google slide for them to keep putting information in. Okay, it's like a blank, a huge blank canvas. Gotcha. Where you know they can just drop this in and drop that in, and and then refer back to it later when they mm-hmm. need to.
1: Yep. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> well, is there anything else, Natalie, that
2: you're thinking about that you would like to share today, or? I would just like to share Room 505 is amazing. Rock on, Room Ah,
1: 505. (laughs) Well, 505, I hope you get to listen to your teacher, Miss M on something to tech about as she gives a shout out to your to her students and to Miss Baker who works so diligently with the students in the adaptive program at Johnson High here in Savannah, Georgia. Thanks, Natalie, for being a guest on our show today. We've really enjoyed talking to you. It's been way too long since we've had a conversation <laughs> yeah, about technology. It, y'all.
0: <laughs> and just a little background, uh, the three of us all worked in the same um, instructional technology department for, for several years. So it was good to have Natalie On talking with us.
2: Yes, I enjoyed it. Thank you both.